All right, guys, we are back for another episode uh, 13 of the Hustle Podcast, where we just basically break down with business owners, entrepreneurs, people in the journey of the struggles, the successes they've had throughout the years. Uh, and today we have a really special guest, Anne Marie, uh, who is a financial advisor from Stiefel. Um, And we're just going to actually more kind of break down her journey, um, starting from the very beginning to where she is now uh, as a single mom, uh, getting into the business. Um, so really excited to have you. You've been a friend yeah. and it's fun to have you on this podcast. So thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for inviting me. I was so glad to get your text. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> I will be there. I will be there. Let's talk about mindset. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it. <laughs> so I know that a lot of people know you in the community um, and know maybe part of your story, but um, I know that Actually, I don't really know it fully, but I know that you kind of started as a single mom with the grind of trying to get like your financial advisor, uh, you know, degree um, and license in that. So maybe kind of bring us to where you started to, you know, where you are now. Yeah, it's it's quite the story. Um, so I had moved here in 2013 from Humboldt County. And prior to that, I'd been with a, a, a single firm over there um, as opposed to Stiefel where I'm at now. But um, my son was three. It was clear that it was time for a change. I had obtained my certified financial planner designation, which that was a journey in and of itself. I did it while I was pregnant, while going through a divorce. It was, it was a really um, trying time, but I learned a lot. But yeah, moved here and... Um, they always talk about not having a plan B and I didn't really have a plan B and it was kind of like uh, ignorance was bliss. Yeah. And I really, when I think back about that time, I underestimated how hard it would be. It was really, really hard because I moved three and a half hours away, just my son and I, no family support. And I also didn't really take any clients with me. Mm -hmm. So I just started from ground zero and was like, what have I done? Um, and it was, there was very, very difficult times. I mean, I remember we were renting a little 900 square foot house. It was mm -hmm. super cute, but it was tiny. Um, maybe not the best neighborhood, but I mean, it was still amazing times and, um, formed connections here that are still lifelong friends and just kind of started, rebuilding. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean I I think back about that and and I knew that it was difficult. I didn't know how difficult it was going to be, but I also just had this feeling like just keep going. Yeah. You'll be okay, just keep going and um things just started to get traction and and got better and better, you know, with every step of the way. Did you have like a background in financial, like family members, or was this just like, hey, as a single mom, like this is where I see I'm passionate about, like what got you that drive to, you know, basically do the grind for this move, starting something like what was like that deep root for you? Yeah. I mean, I started in the financial industry in Humboldt County. I had worked for a bank and then um, happened upon this um, a single firm over there and just started from the ground up, was an advisor's assistant, eventually got my certified financial planner designation, became an advisor. But um, my dad was always in uh, the banking world. Mm -hmm. He was an ag lending. So it was it was always interesting to me. But I think what was most interesting was I guess the vehicle that that money is for people and what it can provide for them. Mm -hmm. So that was what was interesting. And then as far as, you know, moving over here and everything like that, um, 
I don't know. I just, I really felt like it was just time for a change, just kind of a stirring inside. Um, I love the sun. Redding's really sunny and Humboldt County is not. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, that was part of it. And um, it's just been amazing. Really good people. Um, Redding's a wonderful community and it, it's, it was a, a really good move, but I, I just didn't know really what I was doing at the time. I just was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I know that you've kind of gotten into, well, just following you on uh, Facebook and social media, like uh, you and your partner are very like all about mindset and just kind of the development of how to do life well, like whether it's a hard time right now or a great time, like, and I always find it so inspiring. Um, So would you say, you know, for somebody who's listening, who is a single mom, who is kind of journeying through either working hard for her kids or starting a business or being in, you know, this entrepreneur kind of lifestyle, uh, what would you say, like you really, I think it just creates such a different relatability, Mm -hmm. um, for people that you work with because you understand for where you might've struggled or had to give up in order to provide, like, how has that kind of just given you such a model for your business for, you know, your background? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I would say to any single moms who are watching, uh, I gave a talk a couple of weeks ago, actually back in Humboldt County and I back just, to the grounds. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went back there and I actually told them, I said, you know, the world would tell you to feel sorry for yourself. And that's the wrong message. I, I would say that being a single mom was the biggest gift I could ever had because I felt like everything that I went through was preparing me for who I was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so we we really don't learn in the times that are easy at mm-hmm. all. And that was anything but an easy time. So I would just say, um, I, I just rejected that narrative of, you know, poor me, or I'm going to be down for the, you know, mm-hmm. entire, my entire existence, and I'm going to just kind of barely scrape by. I feel like you... As women, we multitask anyways, but learning to be a single mom, you wear so many hats and you just have to do it all. And I feel like that really, really equipped me for where where I am now and where I eventually want to be. Yeah, I will say like single moms and just like our career of like meeting moms who like have a desire to. Uh, provide or like in our real estate, like give a house to like their kids provide like shelter for their kids. Like they are some of the most hardest working people. Yeah. Like if they, like you say, don't allow the world's narrative to control them to be like, I'm single, everything, you know, what was me kind of thing. And and it's crazy to see like some of the moms that I've helped is just like, wow, you really, you wear so many hats and you, yeah. it is insane, like what you're able to offer to your like kids, like you have so much resilience better than anybody who has a support system or a background or a community. Like they sometimes are just straight up the superheroes. We do a Mother's Day giveaway uh, for one of our giveaways. And it's probably always one of my favorite giveaways that yeah. we do. Um, and we have our community basically nominate a single mom. And and part of that is that you have to share uh, a story of your nomination if you mm. feel led as to why you feel like they deserve basically this month is on us. So we have our whole community gather, give, uh, you know, from covering their mortgage to food to expenses to everything like the whole month is like on them. And it is it is so overwhelming reading stories of like moms that you have no idea. This mom has four kids and her, her, she's fighting cancer, but she's a single mom. And it's just, it's just incredible. Like, um, meeting people in our community that I don't think have quite yet deserved the voice that they do deserve to 
show like what they've accomplished or their yeah. their resilience to you know be a single mom and uh, do incredible things so I will say to all the single moms out there <laughs> and to you know when you were a single mom it's it, you guys have an incredible hat that you wear and it is so inspiring um further than I think I you know people realize so so true yeah I mean and and going back to that talk that I gave um one thing that I said is, is that we're not a victim of our circumstances. Everyone's been through something difficult. I just think in society, there's a little bit of a stigma. Oh, single mom mm -hmm. means you've, you've had this rough go. And so therefore you're kind of always going to be in a certain place. Um, I have a, a heart to, you know, reach out to them and to empower them. And also I think that it, um, when single moms have gone through something, they, it's like, they almost have this, um, connection to other single moms. Mm -hmm. And so that was why, you know, I wanted to go back and give that talk to empower them. Um, if there's any way that, you know, I can help say through one safe place, I love to do that. There's just so many good things in the community because I always tell them it's like, it's a, it's a temporary snapshot and a time in your life, learn from it, everything you can. And then it's like, you're going to take those lessons with you and just skyrocket forward if you want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say? When is what's one of your biggest lessons you've learned being a single mom to how you apply it to your business now? Yeah. I mean, I think there there was a lot. One was just the grit and the tenacity of um, you know, when I was taking my certified financial planner test, I didn't make it until the fourth time. And that was just I mean, just sheer stubborn willpower, I guess, but it taught me that, you know, most things in my life had come along fairly easily. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden this test was not, and um, I just could not get it, but I was not going to let it get the best of me. And so that happens so much in life. Like it doesn't mean that you're not to, meant to go down the path. Yeah, it's not a sign. It It's not a sign. Oh shoot. You know, change course and, and, and abort mission. It just means that maybe there's more lessons to be learned in it, which can be great. So I think that really the grit um, that was a big deal. And then also like giving back to others. So many people when I went through my difficult time helped me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never would have made it through without friends and family that really reached out and helped everything from financially to babysitting to I, I hadn't had my nursery completed yet when I was going through my divorce and mm -hmm. people pitched in and helped with that. So I really think that that you take that and then you want to do the same for others and and never forget that. Like always be willing to give back where you can. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, for tagging off of what you're saying in, in growing in your business and doing the grit and everything like that, how, for people's point of reference, how long were you basically like single mom? Like, were you like five, seven years single mom doing the single mom life or it was about seven years, seven years because I went through my divorce in 2009 and then Brian and I didn't meet my husband now and I yeah. didn't meet until um, 2016. Okay. And, you know, I mean, we, we didn't get married till the following year. So, I mean, that was, there was a, a few, you know, relationships along the way, but for the most part, it was um, a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of first <laughs> dates, <laughs> a lot of really bad first dates. And then it was just like, you know, my son and I, and mm -hmm. we have such a strong bond. I mean, that's another thing to remember about that time is we, we are so close because it was like him and I, and like, I get choked up when I think about it. I remember one time he looked at me and he was like, you and me, mommy. And he could barely talk. He was like Aww. two years old. And he's like, you and me, mommy. And he understood it. He was mm -hmm. like, it's just us, us against the world. 
Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And that's always like what empowers, you know, you to keep doing more is like the kids in front of you or the kid that is in your life that you're doing, working hard, showing up because of that, you know? Um, so moving into kind of like where you are now, um, with your company, um, and, and, and how you've been able to help people, what would you say, like, you know, tagging off, obviously the background of being a single mom and the grit and the hustle and everything, obviously things have changed in the world from a pandemic to just the uncertainty and not necessarily that to talk about what's the market doing, but just how have you been flexible with all the changes of the fear? Like, um, a couple podcasts ago, we interviewed Chris and I just said, how are you Mm -hmm. controlling the narrative? Like not necessarily like this is what you should do with your finances, but how are you controlling the narrative for the people that sit in front of you that are nervous, that are scared, that are Mm -hmm. fearful? Um, What's kind of like the general like tone that you're setting for your clients? Yeah, I mean, I think that it is the ability to understand that the unknown, the the illusion is, is that that we are in control or Mm -hmm. that we can have a concrete idea of the future because the pandemic, if it did nothing else, it taught us that out of the blue life can change. Yeah. But we put things in place to control what we can. Mm -hmm. And for what we can't, we, you know, we have good counsel in our lives, whether that's a financial advisor or whether that's a spouse or whether that's friends and family. And then we we just control what we can. Um, I think a big part of it too is just being in communication. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that was really important to Courtney and my business partner and I during the pandemic was we started doing our Facebook lives because we could not be in front of people. Mm-hmm. And so we just wanted to be able to be seen. Everyone was on social media. Yep. So it was like, okay, let's just talk about, you know, something positive because there was a lot out there that wasn't positive. Mm-hmm. So it was just a way to be in communication. So I think that we can get in trouble when we assume that people are fine. Mm-hmm. And, and and that goes for anything in life. Like, reach out. We did a Facebook Live about that earlier this week with everything that's going on with Israel. It's like checking on your friends. Make sure yeah. they're okay. Checking on your clients. How are they doing? Mm-hmm. So I feel like communication creates trust. Yeah. And, and then it opens up the conversation. Like, even just, like, for people that have questions or are thinking, you know, of making some kind of financial investment or even, like, in real estate, it's just, like, it, it – it's crazy to think that some people are like, oh, well, if they haven't reached out, everything's fine. Or, oh, they probably won't do anything or the assumption. And I think is a business, not so much in in retail and service, but portionally service, I guess, is just, uh, like you said, being in front of the client. Because as soon as like, the economy changes. Let's just, you know, who knows when and how that will be. I think now it's going to be the reaction of, am I supposed to do something? Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to, for ours is like, am I supposed to go buy? Like, should I buy now? Should I? And so I think it's a future pace, you know? And like I was telling uh, Chris in a couple of our episodes ago was just like, people are like so scared about buying or selling or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And I'm like, there's always still a prep mode that you can be doing. You know, there's a preparation probably in your financial advisory that you have with your clients of, Hey, this is how you could prepare. Like, even if you're not ready to do this, you could save here or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatnot. And I think that so many people feel paralyzed by a narrative that if they don't actually do the prep work of how they could, um, uh, you know, 
rework the narrative so that mm-hmm. when the narrative becomes good, like when for real estate post pandemic, everybody and their mother was buying and, you know, right. selling. Cause it was like, I don't care. I get 60 grand over. That's it, right. it became this entirely different narrative that I feel like it wasn't sustainable, obviously, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're here. Um, and so I think like you're saying, like checking with clients, like being leveraging the narrative so that you know exactly what your clients think what you're thinking as the narrative mm-hmm. is. So I know you guys do a lot of Facebook lives mm-hmm. um, and you do a lot of mindset and a lot of uh, connections with just what you guys are learning. Um, you are always somebody that I think if I think of a bookworm, I think of Anne-Marie <laughs> or maybe a podcast. I think of Anne-Marie. <laughs> always listening. <laughs> always listening. Um, for somebody like myself, let's just say I'm not the most bookworm person. What are your kind of things that you've gleaned from books or podcasts that has just really inspired you today? Yeah, it kind of piggybacks on um, what you were talking about, about the the time we're in maybe more of a fall or winter season on the calendar, but also in, in the economy. Um, but everyone that I listen to and admire and want to emulate is talking about how in the difficult times, that's when that grit and tenacity is made, but also wealth is created mm-hmm. because people, um, the people that I look up to are the ones who took advantage of that time. They did not shrink back and, you know, go into their turtle shell, so to speak. They really were going big. They were doubling down on things like client service. They were being there for folks. Um, maybe they were making investments or maybe they weren't, but it was just this idea of, not necessarily looking at it as such a such a bad time or all in the negative of like this is where opportunities created mm-hmm. or this is a time to shine. Um, maybe companies are cutting back on customer service, so we're going to double down on customer service and really be there and go go above and beyond. So. Mm-hmm. That's one big thing. Another big thing is, you know, controlling your habits. Like I said, uh, my husband and I just completed a year-long program of the 75 Hard and the Live Hard program, which is basically different tasks, physical and non, that you do each day. That really helps. It sounds, you know, people think, oh, this is a diet plan. It's it's not at all. Mm-hmm. It is a lifestyle to where you learn discipline and you learn that you can do hard things. And by doing hard things, you realize, ah. Eh, that five minute cold shower wasn't so hard. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm going to cold plunge now in 45 degree water or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I would say things like that, like creating those structures around your day, because then at least you feel like you can control something in a world that feels out of control. Yeah. <laughs> your morning routine, your yep. thought process, uh, you know, how you are thinking. Um, I just, I think I actually sent it to you, uh, the, the happiness, um, Sean, Oh gosh, see, I'm so bad with uh, last names. Uh, Sean, gosh, Ecker. Anyway, he was at um, uh, a coaching uh, seminar I was at and it was about the key to happiness. And it was his three things. It was so simple. It was so fascinating to listen to his conversation where he would go through hospitals and different work environments that when like the Silicon Valley bank crashed, like going into those environments and understanding like the key to happiness in a Mm -hmm. work environment and like how, how he could uh, communicate that better. Um, and it really came down to like three daily practices, a 15 minute brisk walk, stating mm-hmm. three gratitudes every single day, different gratitudes, and then texting somebody or calling somebody mm-hmm. and just out of, you know, hey, I'm so thankful for X, Y, and Z. And yeah. he said, 
when he did the study, if you did it for 30 days, your thought process would think, you know, be so differently. And I did it for a while. Um, as I came back from my seminar, I'm, a, I'm trying to get a little bit back into it. Uh, you know, but I will say that as like escrows would fall apart or the client would call out of disappointment or this would happen or we didn't get this deal, it became less of a reaction and just more of like there's something bigger to like focus my attention on um, mm -hmm. and I could control the narrative. So I know gratitude in a season like this, you guys have really um, highlighted that well on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe you can speak more to it, but I'm sure it's been a huge part of your transition over the last couple of years with how change, how much change has happened in this market right. um, and how much fear has come in. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe clients pulling out their finances out of like, I don't want to do this anymore. I mm -hmm. need to hold on to my money of just, you know, the bigger picture of why you're doing what you do, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, gratitude is huge. Um, our faith is huge. Courtney and I both—it's it, a—it's a part of our lives. It's just intertwined, mm -hmm. especially on our morning routine, but just um, in general. But yeah, I mean, there's so much to be thankful for. Um, we can certainly focus on the negative; that doesn't do us a lot of good. But um, when I think about just my life, and I think about my kids and my husband and where we live, or um, I think about my career, it's it's humbling to remember all of that. Like mm -hmm. to think of, you know, a season that I was in of being that single mom and then now where things are at. And, and I was grateful then too. I think it's uh, being grateful at every stage, but I'm especially grateful now. And I, I think that we have one of, one of the most important and best careers in the world. And mm -hmm. I feel gratitude every day for the clients that we have and um, just for the the help that we can give them along the way. It's it's an awesome responsibility that I just love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I always think of you as somebody uh, I see on Facebook Live and, you know, with you and Courtney, I, I truly do admire. I'm like, man, you guys are always saying something positive, controlling the narrative or just giving something more practical. Cause I think yeah. sometimes businesses get too niche if that's mm -hmm. even a word. And it's all like, well, if I don't find financial advising, like inter interesting, it's not something I want to find. And it's, and I think in a wider general scope, you guys have done a well, uh, uh, a good job of finding the relatability where then clients, like you say, you necessarily kind of control the narrative because people find you trustworthy mm -hmm. and it turns into conversations and conversations it turns into possibly appointments and new clients and et cetera mm -hmm. and growth. Um, so I applaud you for your oh, Facebook lives and you. all, all of the mindset and just showing up, even if somebody doesn't find it, there always is somebody watching in the background. So that's me watching in the background. Like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> We're always like, we got a few views, not very many comments and you never know what'll land. Yeah. We did one all about a uh, favorite Netflix yeah. show and we got so many comments and then sometimes we'll do something that we find interesting and dynamic and you know, it, it doesn't necessarily get a lot of feedback. So it yeah. just depends, but it's just me people where they're at. And um, mm -hmm. sometimes it's as simple as, you know, it's it's National Favorite Teacher Day. And yeah. we'll recall a favorite teacher from growing up and how much they helped and influenced us. So yeah, we really enjoy it. And we try to really be consistent about it because you never know if you're just helping one person, that's great. Mm -hmm. That one person could yeah. lead to two, three, four, five or whatever. So. Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm super grateful that you came on the podcast. Um, Anne Marie is a great uh, financial advisor, as well as just a great person in our community. So if you're a single mom, you find relatability with her story, um, or just in general, you have financial advising questions, uh, you're more than welcome to reach out to uh, her or her partner, Courtney. Um, so thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode mm -hmm. of the Hustle Podcast, and we'll see you next week.